Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radioland. This is Those Muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. I'm Technical Difficulty Pete because my camera's not working right now. Oh, and I'm Bobby coming to you live from Savannah, Georgia. Well, I guess we're not live because this is recorded, but <laughs> yeah. And this is episode 124. And in today's episode, tell them if you've all had your uh, horse douches so that you're immunized against COVID, Pete and uh, Bobby. What? Wait. You're, 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 so the fun, the fun thing, by the way, <laughs> since, we, since we last spoke, um, people are now taking horse dewormer um, because somebody told them that it would help with COVID. And the best part about it is... <laughs> People that anti-vaxxers are trusting like horse medicine to uh, to fix the COVID because oh, it's oh, not official sources telling them about it. So that's more trusted. And I and I love all the fuck faces because they really are fuck faces who are like mm-hmm. ivermectin also has a human component. Me, 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 me. Yeah, I know. That's not why every feed and seed coast to coast is currently out of the horse version of ivermectin. Well, the best part is they don't even mm-hmm. um, they don't even like do like they don't even Google like measurements. Right. Because a horse is like oh, a two thousand no, pound just animal. Going to Facebook. Yeah. They're just going to Facebook yeah. and going. So my wife weighs three hundred and ninety two pounds about how much of a tablespoon of ivermectin should she take like no but the the greatest one was somebody Uh, tweeted they were like america is now officially 54 percent fully vaccinated and 27 percent dewormed yeah (laughs) (laughs) i and and this is going to make me sound real stupid but uh there was a time in which i was very poor and i got sick and and i didn't have money for a doctor but what i did have was i had antibiotics for when my cat went to the vet I had um, oh, amoxicillin, right? Yeah. Uh, and I did my research and found out what the dosage would be for like a 200 pound mm-hmm. man. And also mm-hmm. if I could take cat medicine. Uh, oh, and, yeah, probably very likely. Yeah. yeah. And so I did, I did all the research and took it and people were like, why don't you just go to the doctor? And I'm like, because amoxicillin is free, bitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I didn't go, let me drink all of this and hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. I, of course, and, it's a little bit different too, because uh, the, COVID vaccine's free, so it's not like that's going to cost you anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That too. And, and, and somebody pointed it out. They're like, the next time some uh, some fucking uh, capitalist piece of shit is like, well, we 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 can't give away free homes and free college education because it will just uh, create scarcity because everyone will just be jumping on it. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. why are why are Americans not consuming infinite amounts of the COVID nineteen vaccine? Yeah, yeah, it's free. Yeah. And people are hesitant to take it. Yeah, this, not everybody's going to go to college. You know, it's it's yeah. This is going to make me sound bad, exactly. but I keep the media people don't, keeps, do, don't get stuff just because it's free. I mean, otherwise, every picture would be downloaded off the internet. Like people are exactly. still just going to bother with stuff that they feel like bothering with. The, exactly. the, the media keeps reporting these as like these feel good stories where like I saw one the other day, I think from Statesboro, it was like mm-hmm. high school principal gets COVID and they had to go and like the doctors and nurses work 24 hours around the clock to find a hospital with an open bed so they could put him on a ventilator and save his life. And now he's yeah. back. And I'm like, I'm like, this isn't a feel good story. This is a fuck you for taking resources <laughs> away from people who actually need it because you didn't get vaccinated, yeah. you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I can understand vaccine hesitancy from some groups like uh, African-Americans. Right. Especially, know, especially in like Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can understand. I, I really, really can. And the scientific community needs to. And, and, and they have been over the last couple of years. We've seen the rise of what's called um, 
like professional science communicators, mm-hmm. you know, basically a whole bunch of people who were doing what Bill Nye was doing in the nineties, right. you know, basically not, you know, not, well, I guess not like Bill Nye in the nineties, more like Bill Nye now in that, you know, mm-hmm. they're breaking, like there's people like Kyle Hill. I really like Kyle Hill. And it's not just because he's, he's a dollar store Thor impersonator. Um, <laughs> nice. He, uh, you know, he, he, he's breaking stuff down and making science interesting for adults, you know, and it's not, you know, childish explanations. And there's a whole bunch of people who are in various different fields from astronomy to medical science to, to, you know, human medicine to animal medicine who are like, you know, trying to communicate with the public. And it's, it's just such a cool fucking job and i wish i had gotten on board with that back whenever i was in college because that is definitely what i would like to see do with i don't life. i don't have the temperament for it in that like <laughs> I, I i get i would just get you to know. a point where i would be on a tv screen or in front of a bunch of people that are like you know i'm what not sure about shit? yeah i'm not sure about this vaccine i'm gonna be like just fucking put it in your fucking firehole like yeah. i don't know no, about um, this just start smacking them like the lady on no, the subway uh, when, or or when, i load one of those really nice nerf guns with syringes full of fucking uh um you know vaccine like a free t-shirt I, gun and you just start firing it to the yeah, audience just a t-shirt gun full of fucking vaccine needles and i'm just walking around like pow pow yeah no um one of one of the things that's come up recently with covid and i really hope that it catches on in the conservative conspiracy world because it will mean that more people will get vaccinated right. but a uh, a an, an an am talk radio conservative talking head is uh he, who 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 admittedly has been pro vaccine from day 1 has been telling his listeners you need to get vaccinated you, you know he's not one of these chuds who's like vaccinated themselves and going, well, why do they not want us to take horse dewormer? Like he's not one of those people, but now he's flipped the script and he's blaming the right vaccine hesitancy on liberals saying that they want you to die of this virus. And I like that it's because it could actually life. save lives. Yeah. Exactly. But it would trick exactly. them into saving their own life. Like, oh, the liberals want me to yeah. die then. Well, now I'm going to live just to spite them. Yeah. Someone tweeted a photo of Bill Gates laughing, and the caption read, putting all the tracking chips in horse dewormer was initially not seen as a good idea, but now <laughs> it's a stroke of genius. It's, yeah, you know, and honestly, it's because, you know, their their whole thing is they want to own the libs, right? They mm-hmm. want they want all those they, they want the coffee mugs that say like full of liberal tears. So yeah. they're owning the libs by dying in massive numbers of covid. That's how yeah. they're owning the libs right now. Well done. So oh, when they realize well that, done. like, maybe they've been tricked and that's not what ownage looks like, mm-hmm. you know, then they're like, ah, fuck, I got to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, you, can't, you can't own the libs if you're <laughs> my, my issue is, too, you know, like the part of it is like. You know, I don't want the hospitals to fill up because like right now I have a grandmother that's on her way out and they had to put her in a place up near Atlanta because they just couldn't find, you know, like yeah. a hospital to like put her. Um, and that's frustrating. And like, you know, there's people that have died of preventable stuff because all the beds are full of COVID. And that's that's super frustrating. But also like, you know, there's people I work with that will get vaccinated. And honestly, I just want to take them aside and be like, listen, the real reason I want you to get vaccinated is because I think you're an all right person and I don't want you to die a horrible death and orphan your kids. Well, and it's and it's also the people who were like, oh, it's only a two percent morbidity rate. I'll take my chances. I'm like, okay, so two percent are the number of people who died. Yeah. Okay. 
60% of the people who get COVID are looking at super long-term complications. Mm-hmm. 20% are ending up disabled. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a 2% chance of something it's, going it's, wrong. It's like, if you look at the, um, the numbers of like, uh, um, what do you call it? Casualties in war. It's not just mm-hmm. dead. It's people that have varying levels of like disability yeah. from the trauma, whether well, it be mental like, or physical. Like, uh, during the Trump administration, whenever he basically took the gloves off and told them, okay, civilian casualties are totally fine by me, you know, sort mm-hmm. of loosened the rules of engagement, which our police forces currently don't have, by the way. They yep. don't have really rules of engagement uh, like the military in a, in a war zone does uh, for, for all the jacking off that police groups like to do about how we're in a war against yeah. definitely not just black people. Anyway, it's um, definitely just black but, people. But, Oh, no, the Mexicans too. Anyone not white, basically. And hippies. And hippies. They they told their fighters, basically, we're we're shifting our mentality too. We want you to create paraplegics. Wait, hold on. I missed something here. Basically, the Taliban Taliban re-instructed their fighters, don't just kill them. Shoot their legs, shoot their arms. And and, disable them. Just create like a massive number of Creating a massive people. number of disabled veterans, and it was. For I could some see group, that being for, actually. I could see that as being a tactically smart idea because then the other side would want to keep those people alive, and that would drain resources. Yeah, that's basic exactly. guerrilla warfare. If you are fighting yeah. against superior force, you don't kill people; you create wounded that then require um, uh, resources. To resources, take care of. yeah, and like they're no longer able to. Um, which if you know, Robert E. Lee fight had you been in the field. smart, he would have adopted guerrilla tactics. But Robert if, E. Lee, as if I Robert, said yeah, if before, Robert E. Lee had been smart, he would have done a lot of fucking things different. Robert E. Lee was a brilliant tactician. He was horrible at strategy. He just yeah. kept throwing lives into meat grinder after meat grinder. And yeah, he was getting some wins, but he was also losing very limited manpower. I mean, yeah. if, if you look at the history of the the Confederacy, which by the way. Um, as of this year, gay marriage has been around longer than the Confederacy lasted. <laughs> um, but uh, if you look at... The, it's a real big fucking deal, Barack. If, if you look at the stats, like, Grant was... So, it was it, it came down to a war of attrition, and Lee never made that connection. Nope. Because he was too focused on, let's focus on this one battle. Let's yeah. focus on this one siege. Let's focus on this right. one troop movement. He, he, he was, was never a guy. He was too laser focused. He couldn't like pull back and realize, oh well, if but we pour everything well, into I'm this, sure it'd be a pyrrhic victory, and we'll be fucked I'm, on everything I'm, else. I'm sure that he did pull back, like just learning, knowing what I know about the the, the history of the Civil War and and the tactics of Robert E. Lee. Right. Like I say, brilliant tactician horrible strategist he probably saw the big picture and completely misread it like yeah. that's that's the thing but, it's like but to, not but that to, he couldn't see the big picture it's that he was incapable of making sense of it but to circle it back around to like the, the whole covid yeah, thing yeah, people people are forgetting about covid casualties it's not just dead it's like like i yeah. just saw a guy the other day they, they they wrote it as like a um a feel-good story he survived covid and got a double lung transplant and i go he's still fucked if you look yeah. up um what it the means failure to, rate of organs, ugh. if you look up what it means to get a double organs. a double lung transplant, you have a much much shortened lifespan. You're on so many anti rejection drugs that yeah. anything else that normal people just oh I got a cough will kill you. So he yeah. just bought time and not great time. Yeah, 
So like those guys, think about how many people got lung transplants, you know, um, how many people are like uh, semi or, or, or fully disabled think about from how this. many people in surgery is also really yeah, goddamn awful to recover from. Think about how many people in overtaxed hospitals didn't get a lung transplant because the hospital simply couldn't handle yeah. all of this. That there, was going it's, on. you know, it's, it's like ripples in a pond. And die. Yeah. Like, and we don't even know the long term, the long term damage COVID does like, to people. There's right. a, yeah, there's, I know this is anecdotal, but uh, my fiance, I'm trying to remember the how she knows this person. Um, their son got COVID. That's about to say, I'm trying to remember who she is. No, no. Um, uh, let's say, damn, what's her name? This guy got COVID and recovered seemingly regularly, but now he's having, um, I can't remember if it's pancreas or prostate problems. And he's like 34. Yeah. And they think it's related to COVID. So, like, Anybody that thinks it's better to get the COVID than the vaccine, we don't know what the vaccine will do. Well, we don't know what COVID will do either, but we know. Oh, that- yeah. No, 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 no. It's not good. It's, it's, I'm scared that the, that the COVID vaccine will affect my fertility. Well, you know what really affects fertility? Being dead. Yeah. Yeah. That really affects fertility. Yeah, that one lady on the news saying that um, she heard from, like, a cousin's balls in another country, oh, like, stopped working. You mean... <laughs> you mean oh god it wasn't, it's not it was it's not a, it wasn't cardi b it was um oh no, it, was, it, was cardi b. it was cardi b was it cardi b because hassan piker yeah, uh, she heard that like a friend's cousin's uncle's nephew's brother's former roommate like his balls yeah. stopped working after getting the vaccine in another country and i'm like first of all hey that's another country so I, 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 no it was Nicki minaj we're all Nicki racist minaj. white men it's not oh, it, it wasn't cardi uh, b yeah, we, yeah. we are. Well, oh, I got the. I have the tweet right here. Cardi B. Cardi B I never heard who it was. I just about the vaccine and she retweeted Tucker Carlson, going like, "This guy really hasn't, you know, this guy gets what that's, I'm saying." That, that's and the Fox the News circle Twitter, jerk, right? Where like crazy people say it. Fox News reports it, then they retweet Fox News and say, "Look, it's even on Fox News now." Those are your own yeah, words. Yeah, exactly. Though. Yeah, but this was this was the, more. That's the literal was, definition of an echo but, chamber. So uh, left-wing Twitch streamer uh, Hassan Piker, known as Hassan Abi, um, he's a Turkish, white-passing Turkish guy. I love uh, Hassan he, Piker, yeah. Yeah, he, um, he it just during one of his live streams was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to ratio and get her attention. And he just you know, tweeted at her and said, you know that guy's a white nationalist, right? And so she comes back and, and retweets him and goes, Oh, well, everyone knows that, you know, black people, we always have to pay attention to one party and not do anything the other party says or does. And we can't agree with them. And, it, and literally, she specifically said this. If a Democrat says shove marbles in your ass, you better start doing it right away. But if a Republican says you're about to be hit by a bus, you better stand there and get hit by a bus. And like I'm sitting here going and like Hassan started typing out. Tucker Carlson wants people like you and me back to the back of the bus. And then he deleted it before sending it because his chatter was telling him, don't send oh, that. Don't send that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hassan, do not send that. Do not send that. And he goes, yeah, it's just me being a fucking dumbass, privileged, white passing, you know, Turk. And he's like, he didn't send it. But immediately people, because he was live streaming, screen capped it. And started spreading it around that, oh, he deleted this tweet after he realized it was a bad idea. And they're like, no, he didn't fucking delete the tweet. He didn't tweet it and then delete it. Anyway, it was just a whole fucking mess. And you have another, you know, wow. leftist uh, voice. People are trying to cancel. People with fucking anime avatars are trying to cancel. And I'm sitting here going, how, how is this helpful? 
How is this? So helpful? Nikki, Nikki I, I get the I got the tweet from Nikki Minaj real quick. She says, yeah. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles mm-hmm. became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. And when, I, when my fiance read that, she goes, no, no, no. He had an STD. That wasn't from the shot. Yeah, yeah he was no, just blaming it. it on the shot. I love it. It's, it's that picture from, I That's... think, an interview with a vampire where like Lissat and all of them are like standing on top of like a marble balcony and they're just peering down at the mere mortals beneath them. And somebody captured it with uh, me and my other vaccinated friends looking down on all of you unwashed trash with your normal sized testicles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, any ladies, if any women listen to this, anytime a guy or guys, anybody dating a guy, anytime a guy comes to you and it's like, oh, my testicles are swollen, must be something I got from a toilet seat or a vaccine. That motherfucker yeah, got like an STD. The, the classic, oh no, the, the hot tub got me pregnant. No, you've been yeah. cheating. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, that's, no. People always blame like weird shit. On, somebody put their, uh, somebody put their genitals where they weren't supposed to. Yeah. I think that's a big part of sex ed is that you cannot get, you cannot get pregnant from a hot tub. Like that should mm-hmm. literally. Well, now they have to add. That and the yeah. whole demonstration of see this regular sized condom. <laughs> He's not too big for the condom. Like well, both of those things need to be taught in sex. Now, now they have to add you also can't get pregnant from a vaccine, nor oh, can you get God. an STD from a vaccine. Yeah. Oh Syphilis does not come from the COVID vaccine. Yeah, that, that comes from you being somewhere you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was I like it. I like it when I like it when people that have influence and power refuse to recognize like what you say affects people. And there are people that will do that, that, that will listen to you and make bad decisions based on what it's, Nicki Minaj says. Yeah. Like that's the problem. Real problem with what she's saying is that she is an influencer and she may have just talked some people out of getting the vaccine and into yeah. the crypt, right? Like she well, it's also just like, killed people with that nonsense. Who, who was like, you know what? I know doctors are saying this, but my cousin's brother's friend's son's daughter's neighbor. Oh, I know tons of people like that. That a guy. Yeah. Like over the fucking, who what i I can't help but think that some of this i mean some of it is some of it is genuine fear from people who have cause to be fearful um but some of it is a lot of people in this country have not interacted with a doctor since high school right yeah you know and it's and it's because in America, it's prohibitively expensive to have a so doctor. You don't, so you spend, exactly, that, that's exactly. another thing. It's the American mentality of if you're sick, you just you know brace and you deal with it. We're so yeah. used to never seeking medical help for anything because that shit's expensive, right? I mean, you don't go to yeah. the doctor unless you are dead. I come from a family so, of nurses, and the general rule of thumb was if the sickness lasts longer than a week and doesn't yeah. then doesn't seem to get better, that's, then you go to a doctor. That's my parents' mentality too. And my mom nearly died from that when her, uh, uh, what was it? Freaking her appendix. appendix, her appendix exploded, right? At yeah. first, a few days later, she went to the doctor when she was no longer able to eat or drink anymore. And she wasn't able to for a good long while. Like her body just refused to let her imbibe anything. Then she was like, okay, maybe I should go see someone about this. Yeah, her that's when they found like, out at first. This is, it's all gone wrong. It's wrong. You don't have plumbing down there anymore. It's, it's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, and I no. mean, you're, most people only live like what 30 minutes to a few hours after their appendix burst she held on for several days yeah that's oh she got insanely lucky there 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Bussing. Bussing. <laughs> but you know, you don't hear people yell about busing enough anymore. Busing. Yeah. Uh the last time I heard about that was in the campaign trail with uh yeah, Ka- whenever Kamala Harris that Joe Biden was super concerned about busing. Oh. oh man, Joe Biden. I really do think that like Joe Biden's handlers, they they need to just let <laughs> him off the leash. Like they really do. Like I want Uncle Joe back. I think a good dose of like Biden he does act different as President Joe than Uncle right, Joe. Right? Yeah. He's not doing the whole like, man, will you shut up? You know, and like threatening to For the punch love people. of democracy. Would you shut up, yeah. man? I'm sorry. <laughs> also from ERB reference. It's, it's it's a new status of things Americans expect from their president. Mm-hmm. Meme ability. All right. It started yeah. with George W. Bush. And it continues. The <laughs> well, did you have you seen recently? So um, I, I get him confused. Fool me one, shame on you. Fool, fool me, fool, fool me twice. Fool, fool me, fool, fool me get fooled again. Well, I'm not going to get fooled again. <laughs> um, what was it? So I get Marjorie Taylor Green, and what's the other lady? Bobert. Oh God, I get yeah. them confused. Um, I know Marjorie Taylor Green. She's the Georgia lady. It's and a, then who's the other one? Uh, Bobert Bobert? from like Colorado, I think. Yeah, Bobert's Colorado. I get them confused the same way when I'm doing historical stuff. I get the Nazi high command confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Was he the guy in charge of the propaganda or was he the architect for the the camps? Anyway, um, one of them is now trying to draw up new articles of impeachment on Biden and Harris, which is Mm. weird because like, I don't know what the articles are based on and I don't know... like, how are you going to absolutely love it? So my local representative in Georgia's first district, Buddy Carter, the guy's a pharmacist, and he he ran on we need fairer drug prices. And to be fair, he worked with Democrats on a bill that passed and was signed by President Trump to allow pharmacists to not only recommend, but also, OK, so you've gotten a prescription from your doctor for this brand name drug. This is the generic it may be more affordable for you. It's totally fine for pharmacists to do that's, that. Though. That's great. Yeah. That's a really good thing. Buddy Carter has done nothing else in Congress except tow Trump's line yep. and bitch about everything. And the other day he was, he, he, he put a, he, well, someone on his staff posted on Facebook that like Biden needs to resign right now. And mm-hmm. somebody, somebody in the comments just went, like all you guys are talking about Biden resigning. Do you really want Kamala Harris to be president that badly? Like, who wants Kamala Harris to be president? And I just replied to it, Congressman Buddy Carter, obviously. And I mean, and less chance of her dying in office. So I take Kamala. Facebook page commenting things like, and Jesus said that Buddy Carter is God or something. Like she's a Buddy Carter stand. She replied to my comment of Buddy Carter. Apparently, she goes, he most certainly does not. And I just went, <laughs> what do you think will happen if Biden resigns? Well, mm-hmm. what do you guys think will happen? Even if you remove Biden and Harris, that gives us President Pelosi. Right. Who I would also be happy with because that would trigger the shit out of the conservatives. Yeah. Oh my, God, my favorite would... part, my favorite part. And about then she appoints Kelly, Hillary Clinton as VP. Nine Supreme Court nominees. Like just absolutely steamroll the court. But my, um, my that favorite, would be the dream, but fucking my favorite sadly, buddy, that's probably not going to happen in our lifetime. Or the, if it does, it'll be at the tail end of it. My I dream, think, and you may have to bleep this out, is Joe Manchin's head on a stick. Like it's uh hey, you didn't say how it got there, and that's fine. We didn't I say, did say how it got there. I could also be talking about like you know a a, a fried treat 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with some some breading around a a hunk of meat in the shape of Joe Manchin's head. Exactly. I would like to go to the Kentucky State Fair and or the West Virginia State Fair and get Joe Manchin's head on a stick. Um, yeah. My my favorite my favorite thing about Buddy Carter is because I keep up with local politics is every time online he posts something I scroll down and like it always shows um, Bobby just just commenting resign resign it, it makes me laugh so hard that every time anywhere Buddy Carter goes and posts oh, and something it's been so mad I had a lady oh no I had a guy comment on on because I, that's every time i see that buddy carter has posted like i'm starting to get alerts i don't follow him <laughs> facebook is like yeah you interact with this facebook page a lot here you go here you go here you go here you go oh no and all it's I like here's the and i get these like 70 year old dudes going you're just a punk ass and i was like okay grandpa let's get you to bed and mm-hmm. that triggers them <laughs> no i'm gonna go to bed this is America. Can't nobody make me go to bed. It's 4.15 p.m. I'm still waiting for supper. Can't go to bed. 17.76. I don't go to bed until I want to. The Golden Corral at the Oklahoma Mall got shuttered. You know, it's funny because I... kitchen buffet. I think so. I saw I saw you guys that video. I saw that, that video, um, that crazy racist lady on the train the other day, like One fighting. Other the, day? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fighting, like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Like getting in a fight oh, yeah. with like two different black guys um, who had nothing two to do black with guys her. Who don't know each other. Yeah. Who, yeah. She's acting like they're ganging up on her. These gentlemen do not know each other. And <laughs> I just she I just saw it. And my brain just went, man. These people are still really taking the whole Ruby Bridges thing real hard, aren't they? Like right. she's whole... yelling at one of them, and then she about faces and starts yelling at the other one. And my brain for a second thinks, "Now wait, how did he? Wait, no, that's a different guy." But what the fuck is she doing? That's racist, dude. It's just it's like um, if you remember one of the Terminator movies when it couldn't find John Connor, the Terminator just... then just started finding other people in the Resistance. That's what racists do. They're like, if I can't find the person I'm uh... mad at, I'm just going to target other brown people. Just like picture like the, uh, the second Terminator movie, how they're just killing everyone named Sarah Connor. Now picture yeah. that, but with skin color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, just every time I see this, now I go, man, y'all are, y'all are still mad over that whole school thing, aren't you? Like, y'all never let that go, did you? Segregation or desegregation? Not in my town. Oh, God, no. Yeah, it's just I, and the worst part about the end of that video was, you know, those guys got off the train and she's sitting there with a bloody mouth, still just, freaking out. And she's then she's yelling starts, at people. I see you looking at me. She starts flicking her blood on two white guys across the train from her because they didn't get up and help a white woman that was being racist. And I, I, I like I just tell you guys, like, my favorite bit was uh, that one lady sitting next to her just like gets up and yeets the second she starts. That's fighting. New York. That's what you do in New York. As soon as that shit pops <laughs> off, dude, get up and go. Because if not, yeah. you're gonna get blood like, flicked right on you. After she like she like tried to bop him in the face with the book, so he just pushed the book into her nose. Yeah, <laughs> I just started sitting there, like in my mind, it just started running. Bum bum So like I, you know, I've and and this is what New I've come York, to. New York, when you're in a situation <laughs> like that, somebody terrible town. The skies are all brown and the water is brown. Somebody's anyway. flicking blood at you on a train. If you hit them more, they're just going to bleed more, right? 
<laughs> so like, what do you do? Because you don't want to get them all over your hands because you don't know where they've been, Lou. You don't know where I've been, Lou. You don't know where I've been. My plan in this situation, and I thought about it a lot, is I'm going to just use all legs. Like, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to use that kick. Kicking and stomping and I'm, kick yeah, I'm going to use that kick them. that's about to become illegal in the UFC where you kind of check them, you know, use no. your foot to push them back. And I'm just going to just all feet. I'm just, because yeah. I can get new shoes. You know what I mean? You can bleed make all para- over my shoes. Make paraplegics out of them like the Afghans. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to, go. I'm going to yeah. Sparta kick that lady across the train <laughs> and then that's, use my feet to keep her away go. from me. I'm trying uh, to think of a name of a train. I'm so glad my commute is me walking to work now. Oh, that's right. Nice. Yeah, I, passed I still have a nice bike ride, but I take the bus some days because I just don't feel like it. I passed a guy the other day and he was yelling at cars and then he started yelling. <laughs> he was yelling, kill Joe Biden. And I go, man, you know what? It's good not to be on a train with him right now because <laughs> I could just keep running down the street. Yeah. So uh, you run to work. That must be fun. Um, sometimes I run, sometimes I walk. No, it's, it's whenever you encounter the guy who's like, impeach Joe Biden, like you just need to walk up with 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 a counter sign that says President Harris now. Like, <laughs> what do we want, like, Harris? When do we? Oh, want like her? you know those yeah. uh, that meme with the the two hands are like uh, at this and they're like together. It's like do that, but uh, with uh, impeach Joe Biden and President Kamala Harris now. Do they not? <laughs> so they don't. They I don't. I, like, I swear to God, they don't hmm. think more than one move ahead. So they hmm. killed impeachment. It's like, called 5D chess. The, you don't yeah. have to think one move ahead. They're yeah. thinking 30 they, moves ahead. Build impeachment. Joe Biden can just fucking ignore that shit. Joe yeah. Biden could get back. Let's say, let's say conservative fantasy world is the red wave in 2022. They get right. a supermajority in the Senate. They get a majority in the House because uh, filibuster doesn't matter in the House anyway. And they go ahead and decide to impeach Joe Biden on something like we found a photo of of Joe Biden actually like killing an immigrant kid. And they're like, that's unpresidential. We can impeach him for that. Um, and they impeach him. It, it means nothing. Yeah. It literally means nothing. Yep. And, and that is we learned that from President Trump is that he yeah. doesn't have to resign. He doesn't have to do shit. Yeah. But impeachment do doesn't mean anything. He just chills he, there. We we learned that no Nixon did not have to resign. Nope. Nixon did not have to resign. Unfortunately, like, Nixon had too much shame. When you're the president, yeah. you actually are above the law. They will never arrest Joe Biden for anything for the rest of his life. Trump's countless crimes have proven that. We, like, well, I will Trump say, has actively hurt so many people. I don't and know about the rest so of his many life, laws. though. Like it's he might still get snared because fucking people haven't forgotten. I doubt. Well, I mean. Like there oh, might and, be and I also, um, and, and, and I also I, I justice, about but not about the um I was it the Woodward book that just came out? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Insurrection. Anyway, and, uh, and about was, how uh, they were trying to make sure he didn't start nuclear war. They were like reassuring yeah, other yeah, countries. Yeah. And, it's like, don't worry, he's basically a US general they took the codes from him. a military leader in China and said, Don't worry, the adults are still in the room. He's gone berserk, but we're not letting him anywhere near weapons and like i've told you know we the the basically the joint chiefs were all united in together by saying um you know don't let him initiate anything you know he's gone off the rails we just have to make it to the inauguration yeah and i I just imagine the existential horror they would face if he did run again I, i posted on facebook i was like and we're supposed to be upset about this yeah yeah like i i want them to do that to biden like, you know, no, you're not allowed to start a war in the last week and a half of your fucking presidency. I want True. you yeah. when you lose the election, 
I want there to be like a week of transition. And even then, I want... There's supposed to be like weeks of transition. Just Trump no, but didn't I do want, it. No, I want Trump just refused to let it happen. Once you lose, I want most of your power to be removed because there's well, no more dangers well, than well, a loser we, in the White House that still has nuclear it is. Like That's why they're no. called lame duck presidents at that point. Because like technically yeah. they've been castrated, but... I love I love it. <clears throat> so um, somebody pointed out the other day that uh, Newsmax and yes. OAN, uh, some of their because they they hire all of their like writing staff is straight out of college. It's just kids who need a job and it doesn't pay very well. They're just, you know, working. And like I've actually worked with some of these people who like came up through Newsmax and Russia Today and whatnot. And, you know, it was, they were hiring, it's a network hiring people straight out of college. Like it can't be quality, but also the, this one former producer of theirs was talking about how the weird little quirks that they, that the owners of the, uh, basically they, they editorialize everything. Of course, we, we already know that, but like little tiny tweaks and things, they're not allowed to call Joe Biden, President Biden on air. Mm-hmm. So they're weird. not allowed and it's never I, I believe former it, yeah. president trump and it's never trump's only term or trump's term it's always trump's first term right. as mm-hmm. during trump's first term you know it, implying that he he's is still president he's, he's not electable joe biden could probably eat a aborted fetus that he aborted on national television while pledging allegiance to isis and people will <laughs> still not vote for donald trump not after january 6th right. that's all the democrats have to do to defeat trump is run ad after ad after ad after ad of trump saying at his inauguration american carnage and then footage from Amer- inside well, the american me? carnage what folks about these american people not carnage. even not even not not, even, not only Ridden, not playing Ridden. 5d chess they somehow like the boberts and the um uh, other nazi barbie they apparently they missed the second <laughs> part of like the french rev where like everyone just kind of went guillotine crazy and everyone's yeah. like the guillotine will always be on my side and i'm just like that's, that's what I always pants, say. That's, that's what I always say whenever they're like, oh, you want communism? Communism killed 40 trillion people. I'm like, yeah, man. And and the French Revolution killed hundreds of thousands down with republics. It's never worked. Like, mm. you know, it's, it's. Yeah. No, it's just, I just, yeah. people don't, I feel like people don't understand. Like, once you start the bloodletting, like, it starts to escalate and it's very, very hard to go back. That's and why like, I'm so fucking, I, I get physically ill. Whenever, like, a 28-year-old middle-class fail son is like, what we need in this country is a revolution. I'm like, yeah, because you're going to be one of the people that's okay when that revolution yeah. happens. But right now... When the revolution comes, you will I, not I, be spared. I, I, I've I, always I, assumed I, that I'm... I, I was talking with a friend of mine who who is an honest... He's a tanky. Uh, we, we don't get along in a lot Tanky. of things, but we're still friends. Tanky is a person who stands Stalin. Stalin did nothing wrong. Ah, gotcha. Um, wait, hold on. We got, let, me, let me take a step back. He is pro-Stalin. <laughs> yes. Like Joseph, the Iron Man Stalin. Joseph Robinette Stalin. Yes. Did nothing wrong. Well, or that Stalin was right to do the things that he did and to order the things that he did. And yeah, and and part of it bears out of sort of you know like, I wouldn't want to be behind your uh, friend anyway, in a queue. Anyway. I, I was I was I was talking with him and um, I, and he was like uh, he was like I don't think we're ever going to have another revolution in this country. And I was like, well, 
at the very least right now, I think we should be glad that we're not having one because if America had a revolution, let's say it started tomorrow. Okay, somebody burns down the Reichstag, um, the, 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 the czar abdicates, uh, you know, that, that happens. Our Vladimir Lenin, our, um, our uh, Robespierre, our, you know, uh, Mao Zedong is going to be Stephen Miller. And the revolution is going to be a reactionary nightmare hellhole of far-right militias and yeah. all this other bullshit. It's not going to be the glorious people's revolution. No, it's, I feel like it's going to look a lot more like um, the way Afghanistan broke down, like, sectionally. Or even when you go back to the 90s and you look at... Um, what do you call it? Like uh, Croatia and Yugoslavia and the way you had like the army, but you had the people, the army were fighting, but then you had all these like kind of different allied white right wing groups, like hunting different groups of people. And like, if and you're just going to go grocery shopping one day and it may turn out somebody decided to uh, snipe everybody in your neighborhood that goes to the fucking food mart. Um, yeah. it's gonna, I feel like it's going to look a lot like that. Yeah. And Bobby, you know, I wouldn't want to be stuck behind your friend in a queue. Why? He's always stalling up the line. I just I want to hear the I want to see the gymnastics routine this guy has to go through. To well, be the like, thing about it is the, the the thing about it is is that a lot of the history that we have been taught and that we do teach about Stalin, especially in this country, is a lot of it's a fabrication. Things like the Holodomor. Um, I'm not saying that the Holodomor was fabricated. I'm saying it quite frankly, was probably not singularly Stalin's fault, okay? And it's, it's the, 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 the idea that Stalin was, um, you know, divine right of ruler autocrat is simply perhaps during the war there were periods where that was true, but not for the majority of his reign as general secretary of the Communist Party. Um, there was, there's even um, CIA documents, like intelligence documents that show, like from the early 1950s, that literally state um, Americans seem to fully buy into this Stalin is an autocrat line. However, our intelligence shows that there is a high level of power sharing among the upper echelons of Soviet governance. Right. And like I said, during the war, it's entirely possible that, yeah, Stalin was an autocrat, but it wasn't the whole time he was in charge. And um, the, the the Soviet government, in the form that it finally took, because, of course, you know, from and, and this is another thing that I have to tell people, like why the Soviet Union struggled and had fucking starvation and atrocities is that from almost literally 1905, until 1947, they were in a constant state of revolution, revolt, and war. And that takes a toll on infrastructure whenever mm. you are literally, you know, political upheaval, uprising, you can't, revolution. You don't, you don't fix the roads when you're constantly right. worried about, like, exactly. suppressing revolution and, and stuff. And, and, you can't, and you can't fix the roads whenever – you can't fix the railroads whenever you need the steel for tanks. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's that sort of thing. And and very, very much, uh, if you look at, you know, this is whenever people say like, oh, socialism has failed everywhere it's been tried. I don't know. Cuba's doing okay-ish. Like a lot of the uh, protests that just happened, like we just tried 
to uh, to to astroturf a rebellion in Cuba. Like it's very likely the CIA instigated that shit we saw go down earlier this year in Cuba, and it was so fucking hilarious watching Marco Rubio on Fox News talking about how the Cuban people just want to be free from the regime, and the video they're playing in the box next to his head is literally pro-government protesters holding up signs saying, we stand with the revolution, we stand with the Revolutionary Guard, uh, viva Cuba. More than, viva, yeah, more than, was, any, what is than anything else. To the point where those protesters realized that they were being told via various different, you know, they got VPNs and stuff like that. They're, they're being told by allies in the States, hey, they're uh, they're 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 legit showing your protest on camera. All your signs are in Spanish. Put them in English. Put your signs in English. And Fox News had to start blurring out the protester signs. And part of the reason for it was because the the anti-government protests, which were all about vaccines, and that the government was not being very transparent with, like, we're still working on our vaccine because Cuba wants to do it homegrown and fuck anything. If if a communist country doesn't want to do things itself. Um, you know, they don't want to take the American vaccine or the French vaccine or the British vaccine or the Russian vaccine. They want to make one in-house. And, um, you know, that's neither here nor there, but that's what people were upset about. They weren't angry that their government was communist. They were angry that COVID was still going on and they didn't have an effective vaccine. And the right-wing narrative and even the liberal narrative in this country was the Cuban people are rising up against their government because they hate everything about their government, which simply wasn't true. Because it, well, it's, such, it's, such an, at, it's such an embarrassment that, that this history. communist country has managed to survive reasonably well. Is it 90 miles off the coast of Florida? It's, despite, it's closer. Yeah, it's, this, it's not by much, but it is closer. Yeah, yeah. despite the embargoes yeah. and the continued like uh, attempts of the United States to like fund a revolution there they're still hanging in there and doing their own I mean, thing all the, if we looked at that have it, you, have, you have to look up all the kind of. schemes the cia tried to kill fidel Castro. oh the kennedy brothers were like the kennedy brothers were like two kids in a treehouse because i thought i think about it um obama had lifted a lot of those yeah. embargoes and then trump put them back uh did biden go back and lift the trump embargoes again no, no. Uh, Joe Biden, because because all of all of American politics is a ratchet that only goes to the right, and Democrats only stop the ratchet from moving further to the right. Uh, everything that Trump implemented vis-a-vis Cuba and refugees is just still being done. Yeah, yeah. and I'm still frustrated that baby cage, not only baby cage, but if you guys watch the news, um, the, my favorite branch of the yeah, government. Yeah, did he the- get rid of all those baby cages? What about the? Because I remember uh, Trump like decided to turn back on the uh, the World War II concentration camps for Japanese Americans and just start sticking immigrants in there, and they did not allow cameras in anymore. There's no more inspectors, no more anything. So I'm now they sure can just do whatever they want to the kids. That I'm they pretty kidnapped. sure that's still going on, as far as I know. I haven't still heard going stop on. It. Biden didn't stop it. All right. Well, and also, also most of these detention centers. Guess what they are. Guess what they for are? For profit, motherfucker. For profit, privatized. Profit. Why? Because the for profit prison government kick people get kicked back. When Obama said the federal government was going to start, oops, sorry, the federal <laughs> government was going to start weaning itself off of private prisons, and that meant stock options were tanking for private prisons because not yep. a lot of states can afford private prisons. Some can. Texas. Can. Stop arresting so many people. They only arrest 
they only need so many prisons because they arrest so many prisons because prisons are for profit. So they have a certain quota to meet. Yeah. Uh, prisoners are the uh, product that police provide to these companies so that yeah, then they can get money to buy judges more. have been found guilty of literally working with private prison companies, taking <laughs> kickbacks for issuing longer sentences like, you know, mandatory minimums and stuff, they won't issue the mandatory minimum. They'll issue a much longer sentence so that the prison can profit off of the slave labor of the prisoner. And a super fun thing that a lot of people need to realize, many of the products you see that say made in the USA are made in prisons. prisons. And the thing is, is that no one... A U.S. soldier was issued in Iraq and Afghanistan was made in a prison. For it's, like 25 cents an hour. It's, it's, so fu- it's, it's so easy to make people not give a shit about prisoners because at that point, it's like this: these people did something wrong. So clearly they deserve to be there. And it's so easy to scare the shit out of people whenever you start talking about, oh, you release the spooky prisoners back into the street to rape your daughters again. It's like, that's not what they're there for. It's usually just like a black guy that had a joint and they just locked him up forever. Or a black guy who was uh, guilty of being black in public, right? And so yeah. now he's in prison forever, like making shit for uh for you to buy cheaply from the store and it makes the government money it makes companies money it gets, it gets like, even it's so it's just it's it drives me insane like how little people care pay. about prisoners even if they did do something wrong right let's say okay yeah. they did do something wrong they were loitering or they i don't know whatever they did some minor uh, minor petty offense okay they're now guilty of something for sure for sure do they deserve to be exploited for slave labor and have their entire lives ruined behind bars yeah. Well, because you're not you're not looking at it from the point of view of once you go into the prison system, um, you're actually being demoted uh, as far as your class. So whatever class that you were in, now you're of the prisoner class. Yeah. So your class or your cast. Right. So now you've just kind of stepped down in the caste system and that version of the caste system is largely invisible because now you're part of the prisoner class. Fuck you. You know, like that's that's the way it's kind of treated. You see this all the time in society that as soon as one person admits to doing something wrong, everyone turns against him hard. It's so easy to hate someone that admits to fault once you know someone's guilty. Now, at this point, we're just telling people that they're guilty. So everyone's immediately like, "Okay, fuck them. They did something wrong. So we wash our hands of it. We'll no longer defend them. They may have, they may not have. But then at that point, the government's free to do whatever they want to the person, lock them up forever. So yeah. uh, it gets even better with the, my favorite. Um, it's my a, favorite. That is definitely a systemic problem, like a way that society views the guilty, a I way should. that society views certain people. I need to, and it's going to be so I don't even know where to start to try and start to convince people that these people aren't dangerous. They are victims. I'm going to start a lot uh, of them are not all of them, of course, obviously. But Jesus Christ, I'm going to start anyway. a new a new segment called my favorite Nazi. Um, or a Nazi of the week, because uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, there's a wonderful pictures of our border patrol um, chasing down immigrants uh, yeah. on horses All with whips. With whips. With whips. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 oh. But don't worry, guys. The Biden administration has now laid out a new rule, and we will no longer use horses. <laughs> I feel like horses <laughs> weren't the problem. We solved it. We yeah. solved it. Okay, so now they're just running them down on foot with a whip. The the horses got, or they're using rollerblades, or a Segway. Could you imagine that being chased by a guy on a Segway with the whip? One of those big off-road Segways with like with like almost truck tires on them. Yeah, fucking 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 four wheelers and go karts. You know, like yeah, that looks better. Or a big Um, hamster ball like in Bubble Boy. Because I feel like horses are a legitimate tool that you would use as border patrol, right? It's like rough and accessible. You can't always get a car out there. 
but yeah, I like it. They're like, no more horses. Yes, because the horses were the ones. The horses were the ones guilty of it. Not- yeah, the, it's it's whenever you are riding on a horse. Okay, it is on a horse. It is a human instinct. If you are riding a horse, you have to start beating the shit out of people, especially brown people. Poor people. Humans instinctually do it. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, look at cops on horseback. It's not the cops' fault. It's the, the horses. horses. Yeah, the horses no, are a bad no. influence on cops. Exactly. Yeah. The horses you know what I mean? These it's fucking, primordial. These fucking racist ass horses. Oh my god! Look, yeah. look, look at how Gilgamesh treated uh, Inky Do whenever he was on a horse. It was rough. Yeah. He drug him around the tower yeah. for three days. One, one of my clearly for the past seven thousand years, horses have been a bad influence. One of my favorite. On one of my favorite arguments was the Border Patrol released a statement said they weren't whips, they were horse reins. I go. So it was a completely different piece of leather that you used to whip somebody with, but it wasn't like an official Indiana Jones merchandising whip. It was just a strap of leather that was on your horse. Everything's okay, right? As long as it wasn't official merch. Sort of like whenever they said it wasn't tear gas they shot the protesters with. And actually it was literally tear gas because it was still counted as tear gas. But they tried to like split hairs over what type of gas Trump gassed his own people with. They always do that. And it's like, I'm not going to argue that because guess what? I don't care. The major point, you can argue semantics all you want. That doesn't like the major point is still the same. You gassed people. You whipped immigrants because you're an asshole. Literally a war crime, by the way. Literally yeah. a war crime. If Whipping we people have from done that in Afghanistan, which we probably did, but probably um, yeah, because yeah. again, they're viewed as being guilty. So whatever we do to them is okay. You know, literally a war crime. You know, it's frustrating mm-hmm. that like we were like the pushing factor behind the Nuremberg trials because Stalin wanted to give them a fake show trial and execute the Nazi High Command. Um, yeah, uh, Winston Churchill just wanted to kill them and throw them in a ditch. And the United States was like, no, no, no. We have to give them a real trial with. Everyone knows you back home. Like, thank God for Pearl Harbor. Yeah, everyone's getting rights and stuff. And we did that. And then it's like after that, it's just been a downhill of just like, we don't have to give these people a trial. Fuck them. And and, and we really ran out of steam on that whole let's show moral superiority because the Nuremberg trials were supposed to be a much larger thing, prosecuting a lot more people. And then we started doing the same thing after japan capitulated but then we just didn't and i will say literally at least the same people who were running japan before the war started took over after the war was over and nationalism and fascism continue to be issues in japan and hirohito was gone so clearly well, well all is good i mean we couldn't put hirohito we couldn't put the emperor on trial we, 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 we couldn't do it. That would literally have been such a psychological shock to the Japanese people that, I mean, there, there, there was, there, 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 it was crazy. That photo of MacArthur, giant fucking six foot 12 MacArthur standing next to five foot two emperor like that, that broke people. Like they had <laughs> never seen a picture of the emperor. And then here's this American just dominating the shit out of the guy just a few months ago you were you had been told your whole life you know honestly i would have been okay with 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 putting him on trial or throwing him off a ship in the middle of the ocean Uh, of course way fewer people in japan actually believed he was a god than um we believed or that we believed they did a lot of that was just like american propaganda i should take that back i wouldn't mind throwing hirohito off a ship 
but uh, as long as we threw a cinder block in after him, <laughs> he's like, yeah. please help. I can't, I can't swim. And fucking here's a, here's a flotation device, asshole. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, speaking yeah. of World War Two. Yes. <laughs> um, can can I do oh, well that time period basically? Can 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 I do all of the past was terrible? All of the past was terrible. Yes. Let's hear why Yay. all of the past was terrible. So you tell me World War II is a terrible time in history. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> the shit leading up to World War II was also bad, and and I'm going to come back to uh, my boy Huey Long. I am a huge <laughs> Huey Long fan. Um, so Huey Long wrote a book, and it was published posthumously. For people who don't know, Huey Long was the dictator of the state of Louisiana uh, in the 1920s. And basically, he uh, was elected to the office of the governor. Uh, he fired almost every judge he didn't like immediately, replaced them with, I mean, just presumably everyone with the surname Long. Uh, he caused a shit ton of like scandals to break out that specifically got his political opponents in the legislature to uh, uh, resign and uh, single-handedly like within a period of three to four months consolidated all power all political and economic power in the state to the office of the governor which of course was him. And then with all this power and might and all that, what did he do? Hmm. He got all of our roads paved, made sure that every school child didn't have to pay for books, eliminated poll taxes and poll tests, and then started a statewide charity hospital system. Yeah, hmm. good guy, Huey. Good guy, Huey. Okay, he's the benevolent, dictator okay he was he was the yeah. perez's of you yeah, know didn't uh, they he believe was the perones that, of uh of louisiana didn't and they think louisiana, that he might have been the only one that could have given fdr a run for his money for president here's the thing okay this that may be a little bit of a little bit of huey's own uh propaganda okay so both huey long and fdr ran on a platform were ran their political platforms as if we don't reform, the socialists are going to overthrow the government. It's too popular if we don't give people bread, if we do not, if we don't stop giving them breadcrumbs and let them eat at the table, we're going to have a fucking revolution. Just like, did, just like Germany almost did, just like they tried to do in Britain and like the syndicalists tried to do in France. We're going to have to deal with this, but we can nip it in the butt if you just stop it, Rockefeller. Stop it. Okay. Anyway, so Huey Long uh, was, uh, for those who don't know, he was assassinated in, God damn it, I should know this off the top <laughs> of my head, but I don't. Uh, he was assassinated on, on the 10th of September, 1935, by a man by the name of Carl Weiss. I don't know a lot about Carl Weiss, but anyway, he, he, Weiss attempted to assassinate then Senator Long and uh, Senator Long's bodyguards opened fire in a marble-lined hallway of the Louisiana State Capitol building that Huey Long got built. And and um, the bullet holes are still in those walls today, and there's a huge display case like showing, you know, with the newspapers at the time and things like that. And it was the, the funniest thing, because this is before television. So they put out, nobody knew who Carl Weiss was, so they put out over the radio like all the Baton Rouge stations. And of course it got picked up across the Gulf coast and the rest of the state that the, the, the Senator, Senator Long has been assassinated and they released the description that a white man 
in a corn in in a brimmed uh in in in, in a brimmed hat wearing a blue seersucker suit has assassinated former governor and the late senator Huey Long and everyone in Louisiana went oh shit did I do it? <laughs> it's just such a generic description. It's like, only, it's like anytime the cops put out an APB for a black man, you know? Killed the governor. Like, but anyway, anyway, so posthumously in 1936, um, his family published a book that he had been writing that was called My First Days in the White House. And when I tell you, you know those people who go through life and they are the main character. Right. You, you know those people. Yeah. And Human it's beings, not all of them. Narcissism, but it's definitely, they're the main character in this story that's happening. Yeah, everyone's the main character of their own story. Long literally wrote a book where he was the first character, where he was, he was the main character of in Earth. the story of history. And it's, it's called My First Days in the White House. I'm not done with it yet, but it reads like, the most benevolent megalomaniacal man you've ever heard in your life. But here's why all the past was terrible. Uh, FDR hated Huey Long initially uh, because he knew that Huey Long could give him a run for his money in the 1936 election. Okay. Uh, To the point where Huey could have split the vote. Uh, He could have run as an independent, you know, that nightmare scenario. And we could have ended up with uh, Dewey as president. That was the whole, um, you know, Dewey ran again and the newspaper Truman defeated by Dewey as he's holding it up, smiling, whatever. Uh, I think it was Dewey. Anyway, anyway, I, 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 I don't know presidential losers like I know presidential winners because, uh, you know, we like winners here. We, we, we do. We, we like winners. We like, we like winners, anyway, folks, um, bigly. So my first days in the White House, Huey Long basically puts out his platform, okay? His platform for running for president. And in it, his platform is, and this is this is why all of the past is terrible, is because all of these ideas that we have now and that we're pushing for now, right. people have been pushing for for well over 100 years. Right. Okay, yeah. remember, this is the 1930s. We are 10 yeah. years shy of where Huey Long was writing about how every family worth less than $2,000 to receive a stipend monthly yeah. from the government. Yeah. UBI. He also wanted universal to basic a, income. And I'm just so happy that Jim Sterling started to hammer on this recently, too. He also wanted to found a national health care system that would be completely run by the local people. He wanted syndicalized hospitals that were owned by the nurses and doctors that work there. Next up, he wanted to cap all wealth. At $50 million, which if you do the math, would today be just shy of $1 billion. Okay? Just shy of a billion dollars. So no one could have more than a billion dollars. I could agree with that. Like, we shouldn't... I feel like it is morally reprehensible for billionaires to exist when there are so many people starving in the streets or when there's so many people that are just barely scraping along. Huey Long agrees with you. But here was his point. Here was his plan because he wanted to be the great uniter. He describes at the beginning of the book uh, that it's my inauguration day. I'm on the steps of the Capitol facing the throngs of the unwashed masses. And they're chanting my name so loudly. No one can hear the brilliant and beautiful speech that I've written. Like he's really like Donald Trump channeled him. 
channeled Huey Long a lot, but populist got a populist. Anyway, yeah. so he's like, and as I'm making the drive in the slick Cadillac car Which down Mexico paid for. Avenue to my new lodgings at the White House, I'm steadily writing on a sheet of paper the names of the men who will fill my cabinet. And within the hour, the Senate will approve every one of them. And I'm sitting here going, Huey, that's not how it works. But anyway... So he basically wanted to take a smorgasbord of like he wanted FDR to be Secretary of the Navy. He wanted Herbert Hoover to come in and run Is that the, the best fit for him. He, he was already what? Secretary of the Navy at one point. Yeah, oh, he he, he gotcha. was. He wanted to bring him back as Secretary of the Navy. Okay. And uh, he even has like fictional conversations with these people when they come to visit him, and he's just like, he wrote oh, them out. Me, so you're gonna do it. And everyone's like, you know, Huey, you're right. I will do it. It's just the most self-serving, megalomaniacal shit I have ever read in my entire life. And I'm sitting here going, oh my God, why did we never have President Huey Long? And that kind of reminds me of while trying to stop Carl Weiss. Um, Honestly, what that kind of reminds me of is uh, Final Fantasy XIV story. It's a game that's uh, just like five, six hundred hours of very, very attractive people telling you how awesome you are. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, okay, cool. I can groove on this. It's video games are nothing if not wish fulfillment. It's mm. uh, I, I love the argument that video games they make tapped you into violent. what people actually want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that video games make you violent. I was like, if video games make you violent, mm. I am a genocidal maniac because mm. I don't play these piddly little first person shooters where your body count is only in the tens of thousands. Okay, mm-hmm. I play grand strategy games. All right, yeah. one time as the United Nations of Earth, I conquered an alien race. And literally committed a genocide doing it. Just like blow the whole I planet up. Brilliance. I mean, okay? like, if games, if games, cities, I nuked them into the dust. Like if games <laughs> make you violent, then I'm definitely a pirate king because, uh, with um, uh, Minecraft, I managed to seed a second village, and now I'm building a giant island pirate fortress in which I plan to fill with villagers to Jack, appease Jack me. Thompson's coming for you. <laughs> like, like that's all I'm doing right now is like I I'm just it. like I love it. I love it because um, it's uh, it's uh, uh, somebody I forget who the fuck it was, but somebody was making fun of conservatives, just going, "Yeah, George Orlando talked about this in his famous novella, 1987," and I just I busted out laughing. George Orlando's 1987. Orlando? That sounds like George Orwell's like weird uh-huh. porn name. Yeah, or, exactly. That's, or like that's an off brand, like the, the Kmart of Orwell. <laughs> did you know that George? Did you know that George no. Orwell got his funded his books by uh, moonlighting as a prostitute named George Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> it's mom. We want some George Orwell. We have George Orwell at home. <laughs> the <George Orwell> at <laughs> home. We got George Orlando at home. It's like those books George they sell Orlando, at the 1987. <laughs> Occasionally, the dollar store will decide to stock books. And it's like you look through them and that's all the authors. It's always like slightly off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, George Orlando, Stephen Queen. Um, uh, I was thinking like St- Stephen King or whatever. <laughs> Stephen King. S- Steve <laughs> King. No, oh, no. Instead of, instead in, 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 yeah, in, 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 instead of King, it's just nothing but Dean Koontz novels. Just lining yep. the walls of the Dollar General. Oh, Dean Koontz. Um, so uh, I guess I got one I got one Pete science corner before we go, oh, which oh. is fascinating. Yeah. Um, if Sounds you have good. not if you have not read it yet, 
um i've been listening to the audiobook because i had a i did the thing we all do where we sign up for audible then we forget we signed up for audible and then yeah. one day you check it and it's like you have 36 credits and you're like oh Groovy. shit so yeah. um i bought these two books one's called 1491 one's called 1493 and they basically give you a really, by george really, orlando yeah like george orlando <laughs> george orlando in 1491 <laughs> um as everyone knows columbus landed in 1492 so mm -hmm. they're they're basically the books are are um kind of like giving you a really good overview of pre-columbian native american societies and then what happened post-columbus and colonization yes friggin fascinating but one of the things they bring up is when the plymouth colony landed and like started doing their shit um the uh oh narragansett tribe and the um to remember the other tribe that was right there they're thinking now that, in fact, it wasn't smallpox that wiped out that particular group of um, Native Americans. They think it may have been a form of viral hepatitis, um, which uh, if you don't know how it spread, it spread through, I guess, like infected blood or fecal matter like hepatitis A. Um, and it can be with you for weeks or months. So you can you have a long time to spread it. Oh, no. Uh, they brought the racist lady from the train. She pooped all over them and spread oh, her blood. But to give you to give you a scope of like how many people this killed. Um, if you guys remember uh, the story of Squanto, how he walked up to the pilgrims and taught them how to farm and not die. Um, Squanto was actually kidnapped and sold into slavery into Spain made his way to England and then made his way back to uh, the new world. Anyway, oh. in the time he was gone in that nice. nine years, he was gone when he came back to where he, uh, cause that's he, where he, he basically brought the pilgrims to where he was from. Right. Right. And so, yeah. yeah so where he was from that area of the coast, uh, from, I believe from Maine down into Massachusetts, um, Wampanoag tribe. That's what it was. It was uh, basically the Wampanoags lived there. And so he comes back home, you know, imagine going back home and the coastline from, I believe, about a 200-mile stretch uh, from end to end of coastline is now, which used to be teeming and full of people, is a ghost town. There's yeah. no one. The villages are empty. They're full of dead, decomposed bodies. And this stretch is about 200 miles down the coast and 60 miles deep. So you go up and down the coast 200 miles and then you go inland 60 miles and it's nothing right. but like death. They find a couple of people that survived that like kind of got picked up by another tribe that told them what happened. But in nine years that yeah. to give you a scope of like, uh, like the, the, the um, how quickly these different diseases could like wipe people out. Like it, it was amazing. And so a lot of the pilgrims and the colonists end up basically setting up their colonies kind of on top of the dead bodies it, and villages Somebody, somebody on Twitter, um, somebody on Twitter, I, I, maybe when this book came out, I don't know, but um, like tweeted it out and they were like, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the native population went from something like 90 million in North America to maybe 10 million in a span of like five yeah. years. And someone retweeted that and said, I think I now understand why Americans are so obsessed with you know, apocalypse media and stuff like that. It's because we're living on top of one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really, it's really interesting though. Cause everyone thought it was smallpox, but now they think, and there's, we'll never really know unless I guess like science advances time travel. to the time travel or to the point in which we can just like dig down and it's getting better every day, but until we can find like a scrap of native American hair that we are able to like, you know, test to a certain point anyway, but it was just yeah. fascinating just to me, imagining going back to Georgia and going back to Tattnall County and just a 200 mile stretch 
of Tattano County being devoid of people. And then like yeah. 60 miles inland, like just everyone's gone. Like, uh, just like, just like really kind of brings the scale. I don't know why those measurements specifically stuck in my head. Um, but I was like, holy shit. Picture yeah. everyone being dead, except for Wesley, who's still just at his house, unaware that anything's going on. Oh, I haven't called me into work lately. I don't know what's wrong, but I'm just sitting here waiting for dad to get back from the store. Wes Wesley's house already looks like the post-apocalypse, so it would just blend in with, uh, um, what do you call it? With, with, uh, with, with the death and destruction. Speaking of hearing from a person who heard from a person, uh, Wesley's cousin's ex-wife just died of COVID, didn't get the shot. So, I mean, for people that need to hear like degrees of separation, to um you know justify their actions there you go you need to get the shot yeah and for anybody hey, everybody, if, uh, says hi. hey the donkey on the wall if anybody's listening or watching to this and they're not sure about the shot all i can tell you is i've had covid and i've had the shot if you're not and, watching you're missing the dog watch us yeah. on youtube and covid's way worse um been I, sweet boy. I uh i've i mean there's been many, many times in my COVID. there's been times in my life i've almost drowned where i've like fallen in bodies of water or like you know mm -hmm as a kid yeah COVID was the first time i almost drowned laying in my own bed going oh i, I can't breathe that's a that's a problem don't like yeah. where this is going and to motivate all the white people in the audience if you don't get the COVID vaccine i'll kill this dog <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well alabama apparently I'll just hit it. the alabama do it. he's crazy there was a <laughs> there was a statistic done in alabama alabama has just now hit the point um alabama is in what is it called bobby when more people are dying than are being born uh, oh, uh, depopulation? I don't know. Alabama <laughs> is currently hitting uh, that that depopulation numbers where so many people in Alabama are dying. So there are more people. More people are dying than being faster born. than. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's gonna. It's like, gonna be great be, for the. Uh, what do you call it? About this, this debate about like, oh, nobody wants to work, or nobody wants to work for your low wages, and like, you know, there's like. We are seeing it. There's an amazing like trend right now. Million unfilled positions or something like that. It really shitloads. And I'm sitting here going, well, you do realize that like 750,000 people have died. Right. And yeah, that not a, a not unsizable portion of the population is currently in ICU beds. Like mm -hmm. that is also contributing to this. And like, I have to keep telling people, I'm like, they're like, you know, oh, the economy is not bouncing back. I'm like, that's because under Trump, the economy shrunk. Like, it mm -hmm. shrunk. Now, it, there are jobs that are unfilled, but also a shit ton of jobs went away. Yeah. Like, you know, downsizing rarely retranslates into so, what well, we're going to hire these people back. Like, those jobs are of, gone. I'll tell you the problem. Speaking of jobs, there's was something I wanted the, to talk about. The, the people who were working these middle class jobs uh, are like, you know, stuff in like manufacturing, but also office jobs and things like that, that have simply gone away because of like automation and corporate cost cutting. A lot of those reason for back, and a lot of those people feel overqualified to go wait tables. You know, yeah. and it's, I'm so not, I'm not going to the... go from being assistant uh, account executive for a radio station's uh, sales department to being a bartender. Like, yeah, it's you know, really fucking hard to walk backwards in life like that. And a lot of people are yeah. saying, oh, well, you know, back in the day I did that. Yeah, you probably bust tables for like, you know, a few months out of college, but then you got a real yeah. job and you don't have to deal with the service industry, which is fucking awful. We're actually seeing a record number to wearing of a people. suit and said, hi, I'd like one job, please. And they were like, right. oh, you're a white man. Sure. 
Like, yeah, they did that. They got a job back in the day when being white qualified you to just have a career one waiting of, for you. One like of the major the problems with and, the United out States of, out of a uh, we're, we're really, really good at processing uh, dead people and like getting them down the assembly line to be buried very, very quickly. Um, I just read a thing about a guy that works, I guess. I don't I'm know still wanting to talk about jobs, so this might go like in a whole different direction. Well, no, just I just mean like the massive numbers of dead people can't even comprehend how many people are fucking dying right now because yeah. the, the bodies haven't made it to the streets the yet. The we, we will definitely hit a million COVID deaths before the end of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but like, uh, Peter, you just noticed recently, like how rough it is going back to work after being indoors all those times. Right. And it's just it's rough, like standing there for and, me. That, for I me, remember that's because after, uh, a lot just, of people just are after, um, just after my three and a half weeks of quarantine, while my roommate and I had tested positive, right. we, we were in quarantine for three and a half weeks. And the first place I went after we got we both got a negative test was uh a parker's which for people who don't know it's kind of like coastal gas station yeah it's it's not as good as wawa but it's it's the same thing it's like a regional chain of of quick stops and i walked inside and i remember like i was wearing a mask i you know i had obsessively washed my hands before i got inside and walking into that store after being in my house for three and a half weeks it felt like i was walking on the moon like and I was looking I around, and there were people without masks. They were talking. They were close to each other. Everyone was nuts to butts in line, and I was just sitting here going, "I I am on a different planet. Like I have yeah. I have emerged from a time capsule, and I don't understand what all the kids' haircuts look like anymore. Like it just you know yeah. I, I remember the first place I went after quarantining uh, during the very start of COVID was uh walmart and i was wearing a mask and it was it felt so fucking weird being in there because it was a long time before they started requiring customers to wear masks and social distance and all that so i was just like a bit just worried to get anywhere close to anyone i was just like sort of in and out i just need to get out of here as quickly as possible yeah so fucking weird but um so during COVID, because everyone was able to actually pull away from the hustle and bustle of the nine to five and actually just stay inside for a while, it allowed everyone to take a step back from the world that they had been shoved into and realize that there is a better way of living than slaving away at a job where you're paid a starvation wage and you're treated without dignity and you're expected to put up yeah. with this shit because it's do it or yeah. die. And they realize that there is a way to live without that do it or die um, sort of Damocles dangling over your head all the time. So record numbers of people are starting to quit shit jobs. And that's yet another reason why there's so many unfilled jobs right now, because people are starting to demand dignity and real wages. And also, like you just said, and that wasn't even something I'd considered, was that a lot of people have lost their good jobs. And now it's all these shit jobs that are all like, we really need people here at the Fordhams to bust tables. And it's like, "Mm." no, no one wants to put up with that shit because that is misery. That is the hardest job in the world is having to work in this, the service this industry is, and this is shitty people with their shitty this, attitudes. This is going to sound You're bad always because, on your feet. And because I'm a teacher yeah. and like teachers are one of the most is underpaid it? abused like jobs out there. But even with what, I mean, and I'm in one of the best places to teach in New York, but, and you're still uh, paid like a decent wage, but um, I, swear to, I swear to God, I look at what other people go through at jobs and I go, yeah, I'd punch a manager in his mouth for talking to me like that. Like, yeah, yeah right? no, uh, Fuck friend, that. Of mine, friend of mine told me that a uh, friend of mine, this is, um, this is a friend of mine from college. He told me that like his first job was at uh was, was at a print shop, like, you know, like a uh, print shop anyway. And uh, one of his coworkers 
was a um one of his co-workers was this guy who uh left russia after the soviet union collapsed but he was like you know he had worked in a print shop in soviet russia and so he came to the united states and he and his family settled here and he goes he goes that guy i fucking loved that guy because like the manager would get all up in his own ass and that guy would stand up and go this is how you talk to me you do not talk to me this way. You do not talk to any of us this way. Do you think you own us? You do not own us. And he was like, just. I love that guy. Propaganda just pouring out of his veins. Like, fuck you. You work for me, bitch. You work for me. <laughs> I love it. That's wonderful. Yeah. No, oh I just don't, no, I, maybe it's because I'm old too, but some of the shit I put up with growing up at these jobs, I'm just like, never you know, again, motherfucker. You know, it would fix all of this though universal basic income once yep. we don't require their shitty little jobs to stay alive suddenly yeah. they'll have to start treating people with uh dignity with respect yeah. suddenly they'll have to uh actually you know pay them enough to make it worth their while suddenly the uh the employee is uh the one in charge instead of the um instead of the billionaires in uh in their high ivory towers it becomes a like, workers it becomes a workers market not an speaking, no, market. Forget, speaking of if you're wondering like well how are they supposed to pay for all this uh let's illegalize being a billionaire that way all that money from the top goes back down and spreads out among everyone yeah. right and yeah. then we have the oh, money to pay people living wages invest their money no they yeah they fucking do but they invest in companies that are already worth billions of dollars i mean you think jeff bezos is going on kickstarter no like, <laughs> jeff just, bezos get at me every every dime they pay is to get that money back but just a little bit more all right like that's how investments work i will spend 10 million dollars to make 10 million and one dollars i i forget i forget who said it but some somebody somebody went um we need to take all the billionaires okay they get to keep $1 billion and we're going to designate an area for them. And it's just going to be billionaire land and they can go there and they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can even do illegal shit. I don't care. But the rest of their money goes back to the people directly back to the people in, in the form of a one-time stimulus check. And certain marginalized groups get higher stimulus checks as in a form of reparations and the billionaires can go live in this land. And if anyone else makes it to a billion dollars, they're instantly picked up and brought to this place where they can go have fun with all the other billionaires. And they'll receive an award. We'll have an award show for everyone that makes it to a billion dollars. That's called Congratulations, You Won Capitalism. Now, please yeah. kindly fuck off. Like, yeah, it's yeah. no one needs a billion dollars. It's no honestly... One. You know, the way exactly. they used to trick peasants into working was that like you work hard and then one day you'll die and go to heaven. Well, being a billionaire is the modern day version of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You work at McDonald's yeah. for 20 years and one day you'll be a billionaire. They'll make you manager and then you'll move to upper management and then you're a billionaire. Yep. You can go to hamburger you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, what I th that's the first time I ever heard that Prager U was masquerading as a fake university to try and trick people into conservatism. My first thought was, oh, so it's Hamburger U. It's <laughs> tricking people into believing that McDonald's actually gives a shit about them. Like, I will, it's Hamburger U. <laughs> I will, I will, we will close it on this. I will tell you yes. my McDonald's story. When I first moved to New York, uh, me and some friends, we were desperately poor and trying like hell just to get employment so we would be able to start, get a place and stay. We had a very short amount of time to do it. And I was getting desperate. I was applying at like McDonald's and McDonald's calls me. Uh, the same day, like I applied, this is like three o'clock in the afternoon. They go come in for an interview in an hour. And I was like, um, 
I can't because I'm nowhere near you, but hey, we can reschedule for tomorrow. And they go, no reschedules. And I go, but it's, it's not on the schedule. What? Right, <laughs> fuck you. Goodbye. Like, I guess at that point that just everyone that applied was just like, oh, yes, yes, sir. I'll be there. Like, I'll be there right now. Like, you know, like that's that's actually a good filter. Like they want people that'll take shit. And if you won't take shit, then they're not interested in you because they know you'll quit anyway. Like, Because they know that the job is such garbage that it has an extremely high turnover rate. So So they're trying to they're trying to filter people that aren't just going to take it up the ass. They might say, thank you, sir. I have another. They might have just called me and gone, this is McDonald's. Why are you late to your shift? (laughs) <laughs> am, I, am i hired not anymore you're fired like now get me those pictures of spider-man yeah just i was just like i was like i guess i'm never working for mcdonald's i'd rather be homeless because at least i could take a break when i wanted you know oh man no Jesus Christ. Um, yeah oh goodness all right well i don't have anything to plug this week unless unless look uh my first days in the white house is available on pdf form i highly recommend it it has been a hoot to to read it's only about 170 pages long it's basically a political pamphlet but um it's it's essentially huey long's manifesto and Um, it's absolutely it's some of it is just fucking hilarious like the the characterizations that he makes of like fdr and herbert hoover he wanted herbert hoover to oh and uh in order he was going to solve the dust bowl this is my favorite part so far he was going to solve the dust bowl by uh, redirecting every river in the country into the Great Plains. We were going to go on an enormous canal and dam and dam building project, uh, the likes of which FDR never even got close to, in order to essentially turn the Great Plains into an ocean. And that was going to stop the Dust Bowl. Like it was all going to be super hydrated. There was going to be no problems with dust. And yeah, it was just sitting here thinking about the ecological havoc that would have wreaked yeah, right. the center of the continent i mean like, he's he's not wrong though it would stop the dust bowl it would just cause a whole bunch of other problems right it's right like you could he, you could damn the streets of gibraltar we technically have the, the technology know-how to damn the streets of gibraltar and put giant fucking locks on the suez canal and just damn it up and drain the fucking mediterranean yeah you could do it. <laughs> it would turn Europe into a desert, and it would only provide salt plains. You, you couldn't farm on this, and like you know, Venice would probably fall to pieces. Like you know, it would just be—it <laughs> would be a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he didn't say it wouldn't cause other problems. He just said it would stop that one problem. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that's the kind of forward-thinking, single-mindedness, first character, oh, oh, uh, omega male bullshit that i just and to, to be fair i imagine at that point with the dust bowl favorite politician of all time i imagine Absolutely people in 1936 were probably like yeah why not you know reroute the because they didn't understand long-term ecological effects right yeah um if i'm all gonna right. plug if i'm gonna plug anything i'm gonna plug 1491 by i believe it's charles mann m-a-n-n um 1491 and 1493 when i started the book i was like oh no is this gonna be good or is this gonna be boring as shit mm. But like um, they really like open like I already knew that most of the stuff we were told about Native Americans growing up was BS. But like there's so much more stuff like they were beginning to sail as in they had traded and found wrecked European ships. So like the Native Americans were already hitting the sail, the age of sail. If we had been a little bit later 
um, in our yeah. colonization. Like we would have seen it completely. They may have made it to Europe, you know, around the same time we were making it to. Uh, well, and there is some evidence. There is some evidence to suggest that it is entirely possible uh, Romans from right around the time of Emperor Trajan may have discovered Brazil or what is today Brazil. Right. There is some evidence of that, but they certainly didn't make it back. Right. Um, there's and so, there's yeah. there are like there are like we do find what is it like um archaeology out of place where we find peoples that had clearly made voyages we didn't account for. But I yeah. mean mm-hmm. the, with when I say Native Americans, I mean on the scale of we show up with our ships, they already have an equivalent like navy. They're they're up and mm-hmm. down the coast, you know what I mean? Like it's it's uh because well, that was that's part of what the Europeans found so fascinating about China and Japan were right. here are two cultures wholly isolated from us. And yet look at how they've organized themselves and how intricate their societies are. And, you know, they're hierarchical, just like we are like, you know, there is an emperor who takes his mandate from heaven and, you know, there are clerics and bureaucracy and like, especially the Japanese, the Dutch, were crazy about the Japanese to the point where even during isolation, the Dutch were were allowed to trade with Japan with 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 the Japanese people only at like one or two ports. Right, and so that created a um, that created a uh, a new uh, a sector of academia for uh, for Japanese uh, scholars called Dutch studies, in which they were studying textbooks and whatnot that they would buy from the Dutch. Even possibly shit like electricity was being studied in Japan at the same time it was being studied in Europe. And it was directly because of, uh, you know, oh, holy shit, these people are basically Europeans. Yeah. You know, we're as advanced as we are. They just haven't started colonizing. I I know we got to go, but the other thing I loved about this book was when the guy, uh, one of the, the pieces he took, they were describing the difference physically between the Native Americans and the colonists. And so, like, the Native Americans apparently had not been suffering from famine because of the crops they had, like potatoes and corn and stuff, the way the Europeans were like, well, I, I guess it's another famine, yeah, and going to lose all our children again. And the ones that live will be weird and malnourished. So the Europeans show up, they're missing teeth. They're all like, yeah, governor, like deformed and shit. Like, and the native Americans apparently are basically like photo negatives of like the way we think of the Swedes, tall, long hair, well muscled. They have all their fingers and toes, you know, teeth are yeah. relatively straight. And like these fucking mutants just show up and they're like, Hey, about some of your land. <laughs> it's just it's the most I just love un- this idea of john smith having a cockney accent like- yeah <laughs> yeah by the way there's a whole thing about him that dude was an asshole he, you know he was named was captain john smith he named himself captain yeah uh, going yeah, to show yeah, that if you're a white hate man the, don't hate the player hate the game all right <laughs> i swear to god yeah. that was probably the second name of the book he wrote that pocahontas was based on which was all bullshit it was captain yeah, it was john smith bullshit. hate hate yon player not yon game mm-hmm. plug? me uh, uh have y'all heard of the award-winning final fantasy 14 that now has an extended <laughs> um trial you can uh play for free all the way through um a realm reborn and heavensward Buddy, I'm going to be playing Minecraft for the next 20 years. I've got plan. I'm already drawing blueprints out for my pirate island. Nice. I'm going to be 
we we need to get on we 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 need to get on building that server. I'm 100% down with the server. The only thing that makes me sad is the longer it takes to start the server, the more stuff that I have made that I have to leave behind. Oh, but then you can just rebuild it all. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So That's I said, the fun I'm, part. I'm going to be doing this for the next the 20 years. Part. It's like Legos. You can just take it apart and build something new. First thing I'm doing is seed my new village. My life is yeah. like Higarashi. I'm a person that lives in loops. So I'm used to just play through the game, build everything, jump to the next one, build it all back again. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I have I have some legitimately interesting plans for like uh, some people play Minecraft for like the building and like I want to, you know, build this one specific thing. And like there's a few people who do like uh, paper craft and stuff like that, where they like, you know, build old castles and things like that on, on, on Minecraft. I am an infrastructure guy. Like I like, you know, well, what's the fastest way to transport a player a thousand blocks? You know, oh. and, and how with a catapult? You, yeah, no. Well, there's no catapult. So, ah, jet train. Build, one thing you can build is called a um a dolphin super highway. So dolphins oh. can do any player swimming, uh, the swim boost effect. And if you catch dolphins and you keep them in tanks along a one by one tube filled with water the base of which is soul sand from the nether. And if you're wearing a specific enchantment set of boots and have a speed boost beacon at either end of the tunnel, you can move at like a thousand blocks a second. And it's fucking insane. And I I desperately, I desperately want to build one of those. That's amazing because I'm just trying to stargate it. I'm just building nether portals and then trying to find... That's that's totally fine because the nether is... Um, for every block traveled in the nether is eight blocks in the overworld. So the nether can be used for quick transport, but you can get it even faster if you build an ice boat road. So in the nether, you uh, get packed ice or blue ice. You can't use regular ice, it'll melt, and the water will evaporate because I I guess you understand now that you can't have water in the nether. Um, But packed ice will stay. Blue ice is even better, but it's hard to get. But packed ice, um, packed ice, and you 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 lay down a uh, basically a street of packed ice, and you get in a boat, and you can go super fucking fast, like almost as fast as a dolphin superhighway. But um, you know you're in the nether, so it's taking less time. And of course, you can't have dolphins in the in the nether. Right. Why? Because you can't. Right, they, they right need now, water. I'm Four just. Things. I've completed yeah. a whole bunch of other portals as I was exploring along the way, but now I got to go back to the nether and fucking walk my way through the nether and find the other portals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to make sure they're linked properly. You could end up underground. Yeah, you, that's going to be that. Yeah, I'm it's, already, it's a pain in the ass, man. It really, really it's, is. It's fun. I'm enjoying discovering it, but right now I'm just working on my pirate castle because that's where my brain is. <laughs> Yar. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, All right, say bye, Dan. Until next time, uh, remember, wash your hands and get the shot, you fucking animals. Or I'll kill this dog. (laughs) 